0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Critique Chic, where we explore issues in regards to gender and sexuality and other related topics in media. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing one of our most viewed posts from 2016. Disney vs. Nickelodeon, The Kissing Rule. So before we go into reading this post for today's podcast episode, I do want to take a note that because it was written back in 2016, many of the examples may not necessarily be currently on air. However... I still think that this overall topic can produce fruitful discussion, and I would encourage all of you, as you hear the examples that are given in the original post, to consider some of your own examples, whether it is from past or present. Are you ready? All right, let's jump in. Disney vs Nickelodeon – The Kissing Rule When it comes to kids' shows, Disney and Nickelodeon dominate the stage. These two networks together have produced some of the most memorable and greatest children's shows of all time. Even though they are both in the children's market, they are in many ways very different from one another. One of the most notable ways is in their depiction of romance and dating. From Nickelodeon, people get hooked on shows like iCarly, Make It Pop, Fairly Odd Oddparents, Degrassi, and Spongebob. From Disney Channel, people can get addicted to shows like Girl Meets World, Casey Undercover, Liv and Maddie, Best Friends Whenever, and many, many more. Many Nick and Disney shows have explored the topic of dating to some extent. We see characters love and care for one another while they laugh, argue, break up, and make up. However, there's one major difference in how these two types of TV network characters interact with one another. The amount of physical intimacy. On Nickelodeon, characters kiss passionately, hug, and hold hands. Disney characters do almost the same things, except they rarely kiss each other on screen. Very rarely. And when they do kiss, it is usually during a pivotal or special episode of the series. Intimacy on Disney is more centered on emotional connection and companionship. Nickelodeon shows tend to have a broader range of emotional and physical intimacy, with more kissing scenes in comparison to Disney shows. Can you think of examples of these types of relationships? Let's explore an older Nick show, Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh are stepbrothers with very different personalities. Drake is considered to be a Casanova while Josh is more of the clumsy belovable friend. Drake often dates and makes out with different girls each week. There's actually one episode when both brothers compete to see who can date the most girls in a short time period. The show iCarly presents another example. During one episode, Carly has a happy smile on her face as she watches what she believes are two squirrels wrestling with one another. Her face turns bright red as Sam, her friend, explained to her in her ear what the squirrels are actually doing. By hiding the conversation while keeping a visual on Carly's shocked face, Nickelodeon lightly grazes the topic of sex without going into detail. Sex was shown as something natural, natural and addressable, albeit in secret. Another memorable episode features Gibby accidentally dropping his pants on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and exposing his flapjacks in Sam's words on national TV. Lastly, in the series finale, Carly and Sam lightly joke about how they both at one point during the series, dated and made out with their male friend, Freddy. Still, they all managed to stay good friends with one another. Victorious, another Nick show, tackles revenge, dating, and bullying in the very first episode. Jade immediately dislikes new girl Tori because she started a conversation with Jade's boyfriend. Jade humiliates Tori in front of all of their classmates by making Tori act like a dog during an improv class. To get her back, Tori kisses Jay's boyfriend in front of everyone during another scene in their improv class. All of these light-hearted antics and humorous attempts at addressing sexuality are representative of Nickelodeon's liberal stance as a network. Disney, on the other hand, is quite different. There tends to be a build-up towards the kiss in their shows. In Wizards of Waverly Place, Alex has her first real crush on a handsome werewolf. However, it takes a while until she kisses Mason for the first time in the rain. In future episodes, they are typically only shown hugging and holding hands. Meanwhile, viewers are taken on a ride as the couple tackles the challenges of being together as Wizard and Werewolf. In the show Hannah Montana, Miley kisses her first boyfriend Jake for the first time during a red carpet event. After that, they too are often seen only hugging. Yet viewers are exposed to a complicated relationship between two child stars. They actually break up shortly after, only to be seen briefly kissing again at a hotel concert event a couple seasons later. Then they later break up again, but this time for good. In the series finale, Miley hides behind balloons to secretly kiss her new boyfriend goodbye. In another example, Girl Meets World, there is a major love triangle between the three main characters. Not much physical intimacy is shown, but the emotional distress and entanglement is palpable. Instead of focusing on physical intimacy, such as kissing, viewers are shown the inner turmoil of three friends who are deciding between love and a possible destruction of their relationship. So why is there such a sharp contrast in the depiction of romance between these two networks? This may be a hard question to fully answer, but there may be an explanation that lies behind the ownership of these TV networks. Nickelodeon is owned by the parent company Viacom, which owns other networks such as MTV, VH1, BET, and Comedy Central. A quick list of these shows... From this network, or these networks include Love & Hip Hop, Diddy Naked, Make It, Jersey Shore, and Inside, Amy Schumer. These shows and networks tend to have more sexual content and humor in them, so it makes sense that a children's network under this company would hold more liberal values as well. Disney, on the other hand, is owned by the Walt Disney Company. It's the same people behind Disney World, Disneyland, and all those adorable co- cartoon films. Anyone who watches Disney films can acknowledge the fact that they have more of a wholesome mindset to them. And conservative. Even more poignant of their conservative values is Disney's ban on smoking in their movies. Based on the values of two different parent companies, we end up with two different views on romance in regards to the shows. Although different, Neither one is necessarily better than the other. Depending on people's personal or family values, they may lean towards one value set more than another, or it can be a combination of both. What is important here is that together, Nick and Disney shows can offer an array of different romantic experiences, conservative and liberal. However, it is also important to note the lack of sexual diversity in both networks. With the notable exception of Degrassi, at the time that this post was made in 2016, there were no shows that I saw that had relationships outside of heterosexual relationships. Finding Dory conspiracy aside, it is unlikely for Disney to have an open gay or lesbian couple in one of their shows, let alone in a kissing scene. Nickelodeon is guilty of this lack of diversity as well. And when we complicate the matter with the lack of racial and gender diversity, it can seem that both of these networks are more similar to each other than different. My purpose here is not to slam or shame these networks. As I mentioned before, Nick and Disney do represent romance and dating nicely, to a certain extent, in their shows. It would be wonderful, then, If they could also represent a greater variety of gender and sexual orientations, one might argue that it may be too early in a child's development to have a different representation of genders and sexual orientations on children's television shows. This view is countered by the research that shows that children who grow up in sexual minority households are just as adjusted as those from a cis heterosexual couple household. If that is the case, then children being exposed to different types of characters on television will probably not hinder, but aid in the development and interaction in the real world. Food for thought. Alright. Well, let's think about some other Disney and Nick shows that have openly LGBTQ characters. I will mention that since this post was originally posted, Andy Mac has since premiered and ended and that is an example of them having a character that was openly gay and their experiences of coming out. And I know there have been discussions and I've read articles that kind of explore the development of such characters and how they had intentionally given thought to the coming out story and ways that they think would best incorporate the nuances of it and not to heavily rely on stereotypes or to take out important aspects of the coming out process and the person's identity. So that is definitely progress, but I would still argue that in terms of more comprehensive, more examples of LGBTQ characters, we still have a long way to go. The majority of the shows, I would argue, at this point in time are still largely focused on cisgender heterosexual relationships. But I am hopeful with the creation of shows like Andy Mack and the incorporation of LGBTQ characters and the storylines and more storylines that are complicated on the comprehensiveness as one character and not just using their gender and sexuality as a trope in itself, I think we can get there. And I'm really hopeful to see what the future brings about. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Media Critique Chic. Until next time.